0: From the ESPN 690 and jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Anybody know a kicker? I mean, which way do you want to start the show? Anybody know a kicker? Can you play defense still? Uh, ugh,
1: maybe linebacker.
0: Can you throw the fourth and one halfback pass rather oh, than yeah. fumble? Maybe wish hey. call timeout so they don't call it. I can I can call a better plan fourth and one. You know what everybody's missing about fourth and one? What's that? You had third and one too. Yeah. The Jags are the only team in the NFL that throw passes that don't get any yards. Mm-hmm. Like they complete passes that don't get yards. Yep. Yesterday they had one for zero and one for like a half a yard.
1: It's mm-hmm. like so- how so I'm supposed to sit here and listen, and we're starting off the show so early in the week with this, but then last week, didn't you make fun of Kyler Murray for having all those short passes? And now we're sitting here on a Monday uh, talking about short passes.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, still, mm. I don't know what the yards per attempt were, but it certainly wasn't 4.2 or whatever from yeah, I mean, Kyla Mori It Murray
1: was, was, point. wasn't 10.0 either, let's just call it like that either. Listen, so, Jags have a lot of problems, Kyla Mori isn't it. one of them. You better believe it.
0: I uh, got the red solo cup today out, don't worry, there's nothing in it. Okay, yep. <laughs> I was just going to have some seeds while in commercial break.
1: Would <laughs> you want seeds during commercial break? Yeah. Have you for ever? Heard? like Three minutes. See, I love
0: sunflower seeds. Sure, sunflower seed guy, right? Yeah, they're good. Never they're was like a base. I'm a baseball guy, but I was never like chewing tobacco, which is shocking,
1: yeah. by the way. I-, yeah. I feel like it's like a rite of passage. You played baseball. I know.
0: Like, I feel like if I maybe, I maybe if I played down here, I don't know if it was, wasn't a Rhode Island thing. Like, guys didn't do that. Yeah, okay. once in a couple of guys, I remember doing it, but not much. But when I got to Ohio, it was like too late for me. I was like, I was in seeds. I wasn't sure. doing it. But a lot of the kids oh, in Ohio, Wisconsin,
1: did it. same thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. It- Maybe if I grew up in a different part of the country, different yeah. era, I don't know. Maybe sure. I'd be doing it, but I'm glad I didn't. Number one, yeah. And it's a uh, bad habit. That's right. It's a bad habit, so don't do it. So I was the seed guy, but I, so I like barbecue seeds now. They got all different flavors of seeds. Yeah. And it's gonna be like a commercial for them, but I don't care. Uh, this, this is cinnamon toast seeds. Ooh. I tell you what, I've had mm-hmm.
1: them. It's not bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I had to cinnamon. try. It. No, I mean, I'm going to have to try some myself like as well. I ordered these seats. Like, I actually went <laughs> online. Like, this,
0: uh, it's, they're Chinook seed seeds. Yeah, and yeah. so I went online because I you can get them at, like, the raceways in town. Okay. But sometimes they only have one flavor. Sure. And, like, there's a Parmesan flavor. There's, like, barbecue Ooh, flavor. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah, it's good. There's, yeah. like, this uh, other hatch lime something that's kind of a spicy kind I'm Not mad at that either. It's pretty good. But they usually only have one, That at least the stations I've been going to, the gas stations around here. So I was like, you know what? I'm ordering. And yeah. then I saw online they had cinnamon toast. I'm like, man, I'm checking that out. Oh, that should be like a free endorsement right
1: I there. mean, it definitely has to be. And listen, I don't want to be a sunflower seed snob right now, but... I like a little more saltiness with my sunflower seeds than sweetness. Like I, I don't yes, like sugary. Nah, nah. I mean, like, give me the dill pickle. Yes, yeah. See, give I me like the, ranch. the dill pickle. Oh, the but the, like, the only, only you know, kind I don't, go don't and like. Get out, Brent. Like, go only only get out, then, don't man. Like. Go I don't go like. and get out, then. I, I, it's not like me? I don't like that
0: flavor. I don't like it on the seeds. You kidding me? No, I don't. So good. You, like, it's the you know, the best one. The kids love seeds, right? And yeah. they like the like the Taco Bell version. Sure. They like the taco seeds. So I don't know if it's Taco Bell actually, but it's taco seeds. I know what you're talking about. And these seeds, see, they say the best seeds ever. Yeah. Not going to lie. They
1: really are good. Well, how much is he getting paid for this, though? <laughs> By the way, we have so much stuff to talk about in the show about that game, and he's coming in with cinnamon toast really crunching was just seeds. I trying to explain the Red Solo Cup. Sure you were. <laughs> Sure Should you get were. that out
0: of the shot? Uh,
1: While well, we're at it,
0: it's CGC Canetico. There right it is. CGCwater.com. Uh, <laughs> and, and also
1: Raid Ant and Roach Propellant, where uh, if your studio's been taken over by ants for no reason and no one wants to listen to you and clean it up, go with Raid. Ants, Ant and Roach Killer. The ants, by numbers, have disappeared yeah, a little bit. They have. You know what, by the way? Best part about it? Lemon-scented Raid, which smells fantastic. Yeah, very good. This yeah. is like uh, Price is Right. Anything else we got, Brett? We good?
0: We ready? Right Let's <laughs> talk some football? Yeah, let's talk some football. Oh, oh, let's well, not. How do you sell the Jaguars on this show? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean how do you physically sell them. I'm like, how do you sell the Jaguars on this show? Yeah. Here's the deal. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm putting together a show we have tonight on TV, Jags Report Live, which we are going to try out a kicker tonight on Jags Report Live. Really? Uh, yeah. It's going to be? Uh, uh, you have to see. Okay. But we're, try, we're doing that tonight on Fox 30 at 7 o'clock. And uh, the Jags probably should try out kickers. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in just a bit. But if you really look, I have this trivia question out there, and everybody wants to answer that old, uh, you know, the test. They they love multiple choice questions, because at least you can guess, even if you don't know. And everybody wants me to put all of the above. Okay. And I say, well, what's the problem with yesterday's game? Offense? Mm -hmm. Is it the defense? Mm -hmm. Or is it the special teams? It's D. All the above. I'm not putting D because everybody would put D. What's the bigger problem yesterday? What do you come away from that game thinking? And see, the re, I'm going to make you think about that and make you answer that question. And I make you answer that question. You're like, well, I can make a case for that. Actually, the defense, you know, actually looked better no. de- mm, 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 mm. the special teams was atrocious cost them mm. nine points Changed the dynamic of the game a little bit helped it get out of reach where the jaguars had to make decisions based on their kicking game you know so you go all those different parts and see that's the answer to the question it is kind of all of the above and for doug marone five weeks into the season it's like okay what am i supposed to fix like uh, i know we're supposed to fix a lot but where do i put my attention on what i'm supposed to fix And that's the big problem in Jacksonville right now. It's been the defense. The defense still is a problem. But now the offense is supposed to be your strength. Your defense goes out and does a pretty good job in the first half. They give you a couple of turnovers. You get nothing out of it. Who gets nothing out of plus field territory, field position, in the NFL or at any level of football, gets zero points out of two turnovers. The Jags are not going to get a lot of turnovers this year. They got two, put the ball on the plus side of the field, and they got zero points. I mean, it's unbelievable. And so is it the offense? Is it the offense not executing to a high enough level? Hello, where's James Robinson again? Did they get away from the run against one of the worst run teams, if not the worst run team in the NFL statistically? They have a lot of issues, and I think that's a very big problem for Doug Marone. He's got a young football team; they're not very good to begin with. We all knew that, and now you're trying to put band-aids on all these things, mm-hmm. including a big band-aid on the kicking situation because it is one giant band-aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's got—I don't know where he goes. Like, if I were to advise him right now, like, where do you begin? What? Where, where? Where's the checklist start? on what to fix for this upcoming week against Detroit. I mean,
1: listen, obviously you have to fix all areas, and that's not what you want to hear from me, but it's the truth, right? I always say, like, why isn't the pass rush doing well? Well, it works hand-in-hand with the secondary. Why isn't the, the offense doing well that last game? Well, it works hand-in-hand with the defense. Listen, I've said it many times before on the show. I don't care if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars or if you're the Chiefs. You're going to have games where your offense sputters. That's just the nature of the NFL. Now, it's not necessarily who you are, but every team's going to experience those type of games where you sputter a little bit. The difference is when those teams sputter, they have a defense or special teams to have their back. Obviously, Gardner Minshew in this offense right now, they don't have anything to have their back. So you're going to ask me what I think has to be fixed, what I think needs to be changed? Everything's gotta be changed. But I'm just gonna say this right now. Obviously you can't score fourteen points in the NFL and expect to win a lot of ball games. Simple as that. Obviously you can't miss two field goals and expect to win a lot of ball games. Obvious as that. But with that being said, you're talking about a defense right now that gave up almost five hundred yards total on, on the Texans, you know, from the Texans offense perspective. And if you look at that in the NFL right now, that's good for last place. Right? But the Dallas Cowboys right now have the worst defense in the NFL and they give up four eighty eight. The Jaguars yesterday did worse than that. So I I get what you're saying. Yeah, they came out yesterday looking pretty good in the first quarter. First half was okay. I see the stats, and I see 500 yards. I see 350 yards from Deshaun Watson. I see Brandon Cooks, who, by lack of a better word, has been absent the past couple games, absolutely goes off for a career day. So with that being said, I'm not going to let the defense off the leash here and say, well, you know what? They showed signs. They look better. Almost 500 yards. How is that better? How is that? Um, how is that we can say? You know what? I'm okay with that. You can't be okay with that.
0: Yeah, I, I Brandon Cooks, I thought was closer to retirement than I thought he was closer to a 160 yard day on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It's unbelievable how, uh, he was able to get loose a couple of times and for some big plays. Uh, we'll talk more about defense because we do disagree a little bit. Uh, I, again, what I saw, it's kind of like when we talk about Minshew and, and the, and we will again. Mm-hmm. It's like the numbers are, <laughs> I gave you the numbers last week. They're you comparable didn't? to Russell Wilson. I saw Russell Wilson play last night. I saw Minshew play last night. I'm not trying to compare the two. Okay. There's a big difference. Your eyes tell you something different. Uh, heck, maybe, uh, the, Houston defense post game showed you something different about Minshew, so we'll get into that. But I kind of feel that way about the defense yesterday too. Like I didn't come away thinking like, "Wow, that defense, uh, man." They, I actually felt like they played had a pretty good plan. They played pretty well. They kept them. They gave the offense for the first time I thought this year the chance to go ahead and. And get the lead and be in front and and put them in a position to kind of dictate the game. Mm. And then the offense just couldn't take advantage of that. Now, what I don't know, because the fourth quarter kind of got away from the defense, I don't know if even if the Jags had the lead, they might have surrendered. Like, they might Mm. have. Because we know the defense isn't very good. Mm -hmm. And they've got a bunch of issues. So, this isn't me saying, hey, wow, what a a turn for this defense. No, it it wasn't. I mean, they had a bunch of guys out. And I guess my expectation for this defense is so low that I actually thought they played halfway decent yesterday. And listen...
1: and when the injury report came out, I mean, it was like it was bad news bears. Yeah, right? I like, mean, go to Vegas and put how much money you can exactly. on exactly because you see C.J. Henderson out, and you see uh, obviously you saw um, Josh Allen was out, and, and then Miles, Miles Jack. Jack was out. And I said this in the in the observation video after that I posted on YouTube here, and I said, I mean, it's very rare where you have guys on every level with probably your best guys at each level that are out. I mean, you can't win too many football games like that. So with that being said. My expectations were obviously at an all-time low with this defense yesterday before the game. Now, to be fair, yeah, like you said, I mean, they came out and they gave the offense chances to respond. But at the end of the day, 500 yards is 500 yards. And you can sit here and say, well, it'll look good. I mean, to me, it's impossible to look good on defense if you surrender 500 <laughs> yeah, yards. There's no way right about it because, I mean, and you know what <laughs> I say sometimes, don't get lost in the numbers, yeah. don't get lost in the analytics. Brent, 500 yards is almost 500 yards. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter what you throw at me. I'm just going to say, well, almost 500 yards and that's the end of the story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Uh, A little bit of flow of the game and again, a little bit of expectation. And right now the offense, I I feel like is falling on expectation. Yeah. They're not doing enough. They're, they're not doing. Uh, a good job. And b- by the way, to add to the question, the poll question, offense is A. Defense is B. Special teams is C. Now, I made you answer one of those questions. Uh, D could be all of the above, but E could be coaching. Yeah. Right? And F, if you want, could be construction of the team. And somebody would say G could be ownership. You know, everybody's to blame. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here we go again in Jacksonville. Everybody's to blame. And because you know Why? Once again, the national guys, the national perception, the Jags are who everybody thought they were going to be. They're Mm -hmm. one and four. The season is over in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Okay, the season is over in terms of hope for a division or a surprise team or anything like that. Season's over. Now, for those guys in the building, the season isn't over. I get that. I respect that. Uh, They've got a lot of work to do. Hopefully they get incrementally better. All those things that kind of make you maybe make this a foundational season in a lot of respects for a lot of different players. But here in Jacksonville, when it comes to the NFL, where it's about wins and losses and about what maybe get into the dance and the playoffs and see what you can do. It's over. Like, there's there's no hope for that. Uh, it's now back to where a lot of people thought this would be is the race for the top pick, the race for the top three picks, the race for whatever you want to say is on mm-hmm. in the draft. And that is more attainable right now than anything in terms of hope for this season. Mm-hmm. That's just fact. Uh, and I can sunshine, rainbows it up as much as you want. I can... Positive, think as much as you want. That's fact. I think we'll see some more decent football from the Jags along the way. They're not going to fold their tent. But they have now made a bed that they can't get out of. And uh, it's a one and four start. And this team isn't good enough to go on a run. I mean, it's not. It's just not good enough. And the schedule isn't kind enough to go on a run at some point in this season. Now it's just about trying to get a W here or there. And I think it's fair to wonder if that's even a good solution. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is a fair curiosity to say, hey, uh, what if you get a win here or there? What if you end up four and twelve? I don't know if you want to be. Uh hmm. you know? And and I that sounds like fan talk, right? Um, but that's also reality talk. Got a couple of potential big stud QBs coming up. Uh I don't know if you want to be four and twelve, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't know if you could even get to that number one pick. I really don't. And, I, and we'll talk about that. Uh, what floats around in my head? What's harder right now to win the division or win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Mm-hmm. I actually think winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes at this point is harder because I think the Jets are
1: awful. Sure, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's they're bad. so bad. Yeah,
0: uh, and Jags aren't not that bad. Like they're bad, but they're not that bad. Uh, mm-hmm. So believe five weeks into the season, I'm asking that question. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, if this was the NFC East, we'd have a little bit more hope. Absolutely, yeah. We'd <laughs> still be yeah,
1: <laughs> hanging on tooth and nail here.
0: But it's not. So uh, yeah. that's where we're at well, here on a Monday. I want to hear you answer your own question. What do you think it is? Uh, I was more disappointed in the offense. Sure. Um, the kicker is a problem, and, and it was a huge problem. It changed the dynamic of the game. Yep. Um, and And that's... The kicking problem is, to me, just as much of an evaluation coaching everything problem. Yeah, That r- flies into that. The offense is, too, though. Mm-hmm. I thought the red zone play calling, they got outcoached numerous times yesterday in the red zone, not just on the fourth and one play. I don't know where James Robinson is. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand how you can't, you know, th- there's a lot of talk. And, you know, we've now I've talked about it a lot because I did a couple of TV shows yesterday. Mm. But, you know, they run for 11 yards on the first play of the game, man, and then they go pass, 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 punt. Yeah. I mean, that that is actually, in a nutshell, why? Well, like you, There's a simple question there, why?
1: Yeah. And, and listen, I said this when we were doing our predictions on Friday, and I chose the Texans for one reason. I said that if the Jaguars run the ball, I'd pick the Jaguars all day. But they're not going to do it. They're going to try to get a firefight with the Texans. It's going to backfire. And lo and behold, what happened? And here's the problem with what you saw yesterday in terms of not running James Robinson. We talk about identity, right? And we always throw the, the term, the verbiage, identity around. And right now, the Jaguars' identity, Brent, it's not run first, okay? It's pass first. It's short pass, but it's pass first. And this falls on coaching um, tenfold. I understand that you're trying to establish an identity and things like that. But I could have gave you a two point, uh, two minute PowerPoint presentation of why you should have ran the ball. Heck, all you gotta do is go on the stats and see, listen, the Houston Texans surrender over 170 yards rushing per game on defense. That's all you had to see right there and go, you know what, James Robinson, this is gonna be your day. But they didn't do that. Because the, to me, sometimes coaches can outsmart themselves. And they're like, you know what? We got Garner Manchu. We got DJ Chark. We got Leviska Chanel. No one can stop us. Yeah, we should probably run the ball. But you know what? Let's just throw it right at them. Because they can't stop us because my offense is better than everybody else. You had a prime example yesterday of a team that didn't cater to what the, the defense they're going against was bad at. And you just said, you know what, we're just going to go toe-for-toe toe with them because that's who we are. That's our identity. I get trying to stick to your identity, but sometimes you got to take a look at yourselves and be, hey – This matchup is just too sweet not to expose. Let's pound the rock a little
0: more. By the way, they don't have an identity. We're five games in, they still don't have an identity. and That's why my answer is A, the offense, because that's supposed to be your identity. And your identity just scored 14 points against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And I don't care how many field goals you missed and and how much you drove the ball down and all that stuff. You scored 14 points against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, And that's supposed to be your identity of this football team right now is offense. The defense, I know it's not good that the offense has shown glimpses of why it can be good. And they outsmarted themselves once again, not only on a fourth down play, but probably with the entire game.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Brent. Is this team a pass-first team or a run-first team? I think they are pass-first Yeah, team.
0: Yeah. But uh, That's again, part of the identity,
1: too. Yeah, we'll get more into it. That's yeah. coming
0: up right now. Uh, we're going to get into that first is the game plan, the adjustments, the thinking. And this goes into my thinking of Doug Marone is trying to fix all these holes. And it also feels like their coaching staff won't just put on own because Jay Gruden and others are trying, are grasping at straws at times. And and that's what it looks like when something stares you in the face to do this and you don't do it. That's stubborn mm-hmm. and turned into more losing football for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's on the way next on ESPN 690. Mark, no. I finished I second, I, right? I lost in the championship yeah. to you. Austin Lane. I, hey, hey,
1: you know what? You didn't win, okay? That's did, all that matters. I didn't win. <laughs> don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no. didn't win. Okay? I didn't win, and yeah. I auto
0: drafted. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
1: Well, I mean, we worked on that play a bunch. I mean, you know, you work on things in certain situations. I think that we felt very comfortable with it. I don't think we did a good job executing it. I don't think we sold it well enough, uh, that the corner was able to get off on it. So, um, you know, you work on something during the week, you feel comfortable about it, you know, when you're going to call it in that situation and we just didn't execute it. So, uh, to ask your question, if, if I had to go back and know when it wasn't going to work, would I, would I rather run something else? Obviously I would, but that's what we worked on and that's what we were, you know, preparing for. Yeah, that's true. If you could get a do-over, I think we'd all like a lot of do-overs. Uh, Go find you that flux capacitor and do it all over
0: again. Absolutely. If the Jags were like at a charity golf tournament, and could buy mulligans, maybe they'd be a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I mean, it's demoralizing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's uh, the the Jags are not good. We know it. Here's the thing. I was just thinking of this. See, I think this team was – I think Doug's been patient because he kind of knows – okay, the hope is to be a little bit better the second quarter of the year and the third quarter of the year and the fourth quarter of the year, right? You break it up. That's how coaches do it. So I'll go the coach speaker out here and say, especially like the second half of the year, I actually think this is a lot like the 2013 season for the Jags in many respects. Now, they're not as bad. Like, uh, that roster didn't have much. They were losing at historical proportions in that, so they're Mm -hmm. keeping the game closer. But their defense right now is actually worse than that defense of 2013 statistically. I would say the game has changed even some since 13 to 20, so I think you have to factor that in. But much like that team, it wasn't like, hey, let's go eight and eight or twelve and four or whatever. It was more like, hey, how much better can we get this in the right direction the second half of the year? I kind of think they're not gonna say that, but I think that's what this was. I think that's why Doug Marone showed some patience early on and and was like, you know what, listen, we're gonna we knew we we're gonna struggle here at times in some respects. Uh you hope to win some ballgames through that, through mm-hmm. some of those struggles. But Let's make sure we're better on the second half of the year so this looks like it's trending in the right direction. And I think for the organization's sake, and maybe even for his sake in terms of job security, let's see if we can get this going in the right direction. Well, here's the big problem. I don't know. They're not getting any better. Like, their best game was game one. Their next best game was game two. Their next best game hasn't happened.
1: (laughs) Not available. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. And... Listen, we were told that Doug likes this team, right, and that it reminds him of, of one of the old Saints teams that he was a part of, um, you know, years ago. And, 2006, yeah. And, and, and we had the GM, Dave callwell tell us that, you know what, let's just wait and see what happens. Let's, let's wait and see how this roster pans out right now. With that being said, you're absolutely right in terms of, The progress that they've made so far where your best game was the first game and it's regressed game after game after game. And to be fair, yes, there's going to be some regression when you have this young of a team, obviously, especially when depth is an issue right now. But at the same time, I haven't come in here in the past three or four weeks and said, you know what? It looks better than it did last week because it doesn't. And to me, that's alarming because To me, that's gotta fall in the coaching. Like, Brent, you always say players play. And I, and I agree with you here. But let's be honest. The players on this roster right now, number one, they're young. And number two, I mean, how, I guess I want to say like, the personnel on the roster right now that played yesterday, how many of those guys would you take a first hand defense and take them to another teams? Right? There's, let's just call a spade a spade here. Yeah. Right. Let's call it like it is. No. Yeah. Not not too many. Right. So I understand that. And I understand that when you say things like that, well, expectations can't be tapered too high. I get that as well. But my problem is is that you have a team that's regressing right now. I understand. You're going to take your lumps. You're a young team. And I think history has showed us that anytime you have the youngest roster in the NFL, the stats say it, the analytics say it, and just obviously your eyes are going to tell you that you're probably not going to be that successful. But what I'm seeing right now is a team that's regressing week after week after week, and that can't be the status quo. That can't be acceptable cuz that's not how you build a team going forward for years to come.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, and you got to show some improvement here and, and I don't uh, I put all three phases in that category too, although again, we're we'll talking about the defense in a bit. Yeah. Let's talk about the game plan, man. I don't understand what like how this happens. It, this is how crazy it is in Jacksonville. This is how crazy it is in Jacksonville. Fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Media the Jacksonville Jaguars that cover the team are begging the coaches to run the football. Nobody does that. (laughs) Nobody. Like, it does not happen. I've been covering the NFL for 20 years, and very few
1: times have the fans said, please run more. Very ironically, (laughs) the last time it happened was, more than likely, was last year against Houston in London. When they didn't run with Fournette, and yeah. they let
0: Minshew pass for like 40, 50 times it's a game. It's probably, yeah, you're right. It's happened a couple of times because Foles the same way, right, against yes, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. But but I feel like this is now week after week after week. Sure. Like, I feel like everybody says, give the ball to James Robinson. Get him in his hands. Now, early in the game, I remember tweeting like, hey, they're at least getting it to him in the pass game, right? The check downs, and that's fine. Like, get it to him. At least they're trying to give it to him. Get it in number 30's hands. I mean, he's a weapon. But again, you go back to the beginning of that game. And you say 11-yard run and then pass, 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 punt. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I thought there were some times. I'll take you to an, to an instance, okay? And this is where I said it. I don't even know if I tweeted it, but I said it. One forty eight to go in the half. I remember the time. Mm-hmm. The Jags have the ball. They are now on the positive side of the field. Uh, this wasn't after the pick, okay? This was the first time they missed the 24-yard field goal. And I said, you have three timeouts in one forty There is plenty of time. Like And, by the way, you also don't want to give it back because your defense isn't good. Mm -hmm. So run the ball on first down. Nope, pass, pass, pass. Now, they later on in that drive did run on, like, a second down play inside the red zone, and I think it got thwarted. Mm -hmm. But I remember because Lofton in the broadcast was like, wow, they're trying to just kill the clock a little bit to not give enough time. And I was like – I think that is what they're doing, but they could have done that back at 148. Now, it was, it was a little bit of a moot point because when I said it, they picked up first downs and ended up down near the red zone, down near the 5-6 yard line. So it's not like it didn't work mm. at the end of the day, but I even remember saying it. It's like, give it to them. Just give it to number 30. You can do it. Like it does. It's okay if you burn 30 seconds here. You have three timeouts. It's plenty of time. Like It's fine. And so those are the instances where, like, when you remember watching a game and you're seeing it, you're like, why? Like, why are they passing again? Like, you don't need to have this many pass attempts. And I also just don't think – we have to remember Gardner Minshew could throw it all over the yard at Washington State. This is the NFL, and he's still a young quarterback. Like, you're asking your young quarterback to
1: throw it 45 times a game. That's a little absurd. It is Brent, but what else are we talking about this year, though? the The whole reason, the whole point of this year is to find out if Minshew is the guy going forward. I, I get so, it. so, obviously, but you want to put you, him you in a position to, to, to succeed? No, listen, hey, and, and I completely agree with you. You want to put him in a position. More importantly, to win a football games, simple as that. I agree with you there. And I guess my big issue, like, listen, I understood the game plan in the first quarter, and I was not mad at it. Like, yeah, they they, they hand the ball to James Robinson first play of the game. And it's like, okay, going to be a James Robinson day. Let's get it. I like the short passes because they're almost like runs, right? Like when when you convert a short pass like that, maybe for three or four yards. Like guess what? The clock's still rolling. To me, like that was supposed to be the game plan all along: was to keep that clock rolling, control the time of possession, and keep Watson that high-powered offense off the field, or at least you know the supposed high-powered offense off the field. And I think for the first half or so, they did a pretty good job of that. But for whatever reason, the second half, like they hit the panic button when, you know, Houston gets a couple of field goals here. Now it's like, all right, well, we gotta we gotta come back all in on one fell swoop. That's not how the game's played. And especially once again, and I can't reiterate it enough against the Texans defense that was by far the worst in the NFL at stopping the run. So I absolutely agree with you. Um I think you made some great points. I just I just don't understand why we're talking about Minshew, you know, throwing too many. Like, I understand. like The record right now with him is what? When he throws over, what, 30 times a game? Like, he hasn't won a game. Or something, it's something crazy. Style I have to like look that. It up. I haven't seen that yeah. stat. So someone told me, if I think if he throws over 30-something times a game, he hasn't won a game yet. Okay. okay? In, in his entire career. Well, no kidding. Because when he throws that many times a game, it's probably because he's behind so much. Yeah, most quarterbacks right? are going to be yeah. that way. So, right? so the numbers kind of go hand in hand a little bit. But once again, you talk about doing your quarterback favors, trying to win games.
0: Obviously, Jay Gruden... And that offense didn't do it yesterday. Okay, so initially, the game plan, why – again, I understand what you're saying about the passes. Like, that's the New England way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even Philadelphia has done that a little bit. It doesn't always mean a handoff. Correct. And there was some creativity early, and again, maybe just – not enough at the end of the day you don't get enough carries to James Robinson he ends up with 13 against the worst run defense that's the, that's the bottom line is that's what we see and I understand Doug will say today listen if we were playing from ahead it would have balanced out Well if you were playing from maybe you would have been playing from ahead if you did it earlier sure you know I mean you can dictate that too so I get the numbers get skewed when you're behind in the fourth quarter by a couple of touchdowns and, and the Jags have been that so but I, I I think that was initially on their first three quarters of game planning. You know, at times you've you've got to know when to do it, you know. And so then I also think this is where I think the to me, this is starting to remind me a little bit of Filippo in our conversation last year, which I don't like, because we raved about Gruden in the first couple yep. weeks. And now yeah. all of a sudden we're starting to hammer Gruden a little bit. Yep. And we also hammered DeFilippo because he was miserable last year at calling plays in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Now. Gardner Minshew's numbers in the red zone are very good. The Jags overall have been pretty good in the red zone. So I'm not going to go, I don't want to make that a narrative, but I do want to at least note it. Because last year, we started killing Filippo after the first few weeks, even though we were praising him, yep. and his red zone offense was brutal. Well, yesterday, we're starting to get on Gruden a little bit now. Give it the 30, give it to 30, give mm-hmm. it to 30. And the red zone offense, in my opinion, yesterday, they got extremely outcoached in, in the red zone. Like, their play calls didn't work. I mean, I'll, the third and one, before the fourth and one, mm-hmm. it was Eifert on the same exact play. Line up in the backfield, and they just split him out to the right, and and... Houston recognized it. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Reed who recognized it or something. And they get a no yard gain on third and one. Like, I, I don't know if I should applaud him for trying it again because it worked one time or if you're no, like, listen. that's not a good enough play. But I, it didn't work. That's all I know. And so are you outsmarting yourself? And then, of course, the
1: fourth and one, which we're going to get into, yeah. that is totally outsmarting yourself. Listen, anytime we're talking about a third and one right now, like, Last year, I think you would agree with me, Brent, when I said, if the Jaguars was on a third and one, whether it's an offense or defense, they probably wouldn't convert it, right? Just the offensive line, for whatever reason, wasn't firing last year on all cylinders, and obviously the defensive line was struggling as well. Well, this year, you've seemed to catch lightning in a bottle with James Robinson, and your own line, for the most part, has got good push. So when it's third and one, I just, you don't have to overthink it. Just run the ball, get a first down, and then, you know, throw the, 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 play to Eiffel or whatever out there. Like, that's the frustrating part to me right now is that you have a coaching staff that seems to be pressing when you shouldn't have to be pressing right now. Why? You, I just got done talking about James Robinson, a friend back home in Wisconsin. Dude, what happened with James Robinson yesterday? I don't know. I wish you could tell me because I have no idea. This is the same James Robinson, obviously, that replaced Leonard Fournette, but the coaches seem to be so high on that, that Doug Marone's come on and said his vision. You know, this guy's going to be really good for us. Well, then give him a chance. Don't tell me one week that he's the guy, and the next week don't reward him for being the guy. It makes zero sense whatsoever. And then, obviously, you got to talk about that fourth and one.
0: I mean, the fourth and one, here's the
1: thing about the fourth and
0: one play. I love trick plays. I love creativity. Mm. You've heard me on this show say, my, my goodness, just even seeing a LaVisca Chanel in motion <laughs> gets me excited around yeah. here because we haven't seen any creativity out of this offense pretty much for a decade uh, if you overall look at it. And so I like some of the things we're doing, and I like the trick plays. People around here, they know college football. And if you know Steve Spurrier and you know Florida State and you watch college football, because that's where you see a lot of trick players, to be honest with you. You don't see a ton of them in the NFL, but if you see a lot of trick plays, You know the best thing about a guy who runs trick plays is he knows exactly when to run the trick play. Knows exactly when. And it's all about timing. It's like an onside kick. It's like a fake field goal. You know when to run. Joe Judge ran a fake field goal yesterday, and then they got a a penalty on it. But it was perfect timing to run the fake field goal. And, well, the easy hindsight answer is, well, it's perfect timing if it works. Like, I get it, but you have to make it work. You have to figure out that that's the right time to do it. And obviously the right trick play to call. Third and one, fourth and one, they go with this option, which, again, I think you just said something that's really good. You just said the coaches are pressing. That Mm -hmm. felt like a press. That felt like what I just said in the first segment of the show, grasping at straws, like maybe this will work. Like that just did not seem like everybody from my buddy Andrew Catalan on the broadcast while it happened to everybody in Jacksonville was like, why did they just call that play? Yeah, like it, it was like it, it was like the fourth and uh, the two point conversion in Houston last year where it's like, why did you call that play? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's okay that you went for it, but why did you call that play at that time? And this one felt like it again. I mean, d- do the coaches just have this brain freeze in Houston? Like, down near the goal line? I mean, what is going on? Like, why that play? <laughs> the fact that they ran that play with Robinson and not LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. Like, even that. Even the
1: simplicity of that. Which, and, by the way, you showed Chenault in the backfield before. So, it would have been crazy. Like, oh, we got to watch Chenault. let be a pass coming up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wildcat. Yeah. Anything. Someone... I thought Lofton did a great job in the broadcast. He's like, well, once you move Minshew out, the defense is like, well, he ain't catching the pass. We don't have to worry about him. You you. actually took an option away. Thank you.
1: Yeah, this is a reason why the Saints, when they use Taysom Hill, they bring Drew Brees out of the game. Okay? Because he's that much of a weapon. Listen, when I saw that play transpire, and obviously I didn't know – I mean, when I saw Minshew go out, I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is going to be a little aggressive. I thought it was a straight run. but, But here's the thing, though. Even when they did that, I'm like, no. Like, even at the point where the, the ball was not even snapped, it and I'm like, no. What are you guys doing right now? Because once again, this isn't who you are. Like we're talking about identity. This isn't. This isn't it. Like, I don't care if they would have converted a first down or not. I don't care if they would have scored a touchdown off that play. I would have liked it. I still would have said, <laughs> Ugh, I don't know how I feel about this play. But what happens? And, and once again, when it, when it's fourth and one and Brent, I don't got to tell you this. And most people listening, they know this as well. In terms of passing the situations, like you know, like again, but third down to Eifert. The pass situation gets condensed, right? The, the, the field gets condensed, and it's hard to convert passes because obviously the defense can press you a little more, okay? So when we go to fourth down, and we're talking about a defense pressing a little bit in pass situations, why you would put the ball in James Robinson's hand, and I don't care how great it looked in practice. Did it really look that like great in practice? Did you simulate obviously being in a game time scenario with some fans maybe shouting with um, you know players beating down your neck? Did you really simulate that because I bet you didn 't but whatever reason it looked great in practice it 's just that play should have never been called because too many things can go wrong. A hand up listen, I would have lived with a goal on situation. Fourth and one. You pound the rock on a dive. You got a back, Use him. Oh, pound you the do? rock and see. Is he still on the roster? I have no idea. I think he is. Last time I checked, but I have no idea. So you just pound the rock, fourth and one, and let your offensive line do the work. And you know what? If you get stopped, you get stopped. So be it. You have to fight another day. But if I'm that offense, Brent, and I call that play and it transpired like it did, how do you walk back to the sideline thinking like, oh, that, I mean, like, it's one thing to just call a run and be like, all right, we got beat. But at least go down swinging. Don't go down like that. Don't go down throwing a haymaker when you're still in the first round. You did not have to throw a haymaker. By the way, this
0: Justin, Everything works against this defense. So even in practice, everything works against this defense. <laughs> That's not enough. Yeah. Run a simulation a thousand times on a computer and see if that always works. <laughs> what do the analytics say? <laughs> you know the other thing about the whole Robinson and run the ball? You've pounded your chest, and you know what? I believe you. I think your offensive line is pretty good. You said your offensive line is pretty good, and you know what? I'm believing you. I think they've played pretty well overall. Mm-hmm. Better than people thought. Well, use them. I mean, you're taking up a roster spot with a fullback. Third and one, fourth and one. Use them. Outsmart yourself, man. Yeah. You outsmart yourself. You can do it easy in this game, especially on the offensive side of things. Uh, What about the defensive side? We don't even need a lot of time on that. But we'll talk about (laughs) it next on ESPN 690. If you had DJ Chark for over 59 and a half yards on a prop bet, you probably lost. (laughs) Sounds like somebody did. You know the exact number? (laughs) What well, was Brandon Cooks? I don't I don't know. but <laughs> Yeah. Should have looked. Yep. I don't understand. I don't understand how they don't force 17 the ball more. Yeah. You know, it's crazy it as early in the broadcast, which means this comes from the production meetings. You know, when the when uh, Lofton and Catalan meet with Marone and, and Minshew and others. He said they like the matchup with Roby. Now, Roby might have played out of no, his mind. I mock. heard that. Yeah. But they said they liked the matchup. In the third quarter, with like two minutes to go, he had two targets, one catch for four yards. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. So going into the game, you liked the matchup? Mm -hmm. And you can't even design anything to get him the ball or give him a one-on-one play? I mean, again, this is a little bit flippant on my part. Because I don't know from the All-22 if they shaded them and they doubled Brent, them and Brent, they did all this listen, stuff. Man, no, but
1: see, it doesn't matter, right? Because at the end of the Odell day. Odell Beckham Jr. still catches passes. Exactly.
0: Right? DeAndre Hopkins still gets targets.
1: Kelsey's still getting his passes, even though the, the Patriots are double-teaming, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, playmakers play are going to get the ball, okay? And that's the point. Michael Thomas, you said, in training camp, well, we like this guy. We're going to put him in the slot. We'll put him wherever he needs to be. Well, then do that, right? Like, if he truly is your best receiver, which, by the way, I don't have to tell you that he is. Then get him the ball, like put the ball in his hands. Good things happen when he has the ball in his hands. At least give him a shot, right? Like when you only target him two times, like you said, what in the third quarter you only had two targets or three tar- uh, like, all game through almost three quarters. I think was when I checked it. He had I,
0: I tweeted out he had one catch, four yards, two targets. Two targets, yeah. He was the last on the list of targets. Correct.
1: Like, and listen, and I'm all for spreading that ball around, right? And that's like, the way I they do it. And that's the way they do do it. Yeah. And that's the way I think you should do Fair it, enough. right? You can't key in on one player. But let's be honest. When it's hitting the fan and your team's down by a bunch, probably want to go to, what do I have to talk about? Your one receiver. Probably want to go to your playmaker. And right now on your offense, DJ Chark is obviously that playmaker. All right, let's talk defense because I think, I, I think
0: they had a good game plan on defense. Mm-hmm. I actually do. They're not very good on defense. Mm-mm. They also had Miles Jack, Josh Allen, and C.J. Henderson out. It was a big help to get Jared Wilson back. Sidney Jones played Huge. fantastic. Yeah. I thought the Smoot played out of his mind. Great. I think Dakota Allen played pretty well. Not bad. I think this defense played as well as they could have played with the personnel they had on the field almost. And they still gave up thirty. Yeah, I now, mean, I thought they played pretty good football, man, and I liked the game plan. You know, you could tell they they were doing what they did against Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. They did not overly rush him on occasion, but they,
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: he still squirted out. They had a couple of times where I thought they could have had him, and sure. that, maybe that's Deshaun Watson. Maybe that's them not being good enough. I don't know. He, he got out the side door, yeah. Um, and he did do that a few times, and those were hurtful plays. But they had a chance at him. They also hit him on a touchdown throw that would have been a touchdown. They had to kick a field goal instead. Mm-hmm. That was Smoot who got him. Yeah. So they got some pressure at times. Again, I thought, uh, let's go through three quarters because, again, the fourth quarter was a little bit messier, and the turnover didn't help. Because it was a short field. Okay. And then they got him on the fourth and one. That, that gets to the 30 point mark, you know? I just thought overall, in the flow of the game, their defensive game plan was pretty good. And with the personnel they had out there,
1: they executed it pretty well, I thought, for a good chunk of the game. Let me ask you this question because you mentioned Dakota Allen. I thought he had an okay game because I still don't have to re-watch the film again. That that one Darren Fell's pass in the first quarter that kind of opened things up. Well, they that said was, that either was either Showbert. on Schobert. Okay, well, that's, I was going to say that's, either that's on Schobert. No yeah. Idea. Either that's on Schobert or Allen. I, I don't want to say it's on Schobert quite yet because I'm not sure what the call was, right? But obviously, somebody in that linebacking core messed up completely. Um,. Listen, you, you know how I feel about it, Brent, okay? I, I said this to start the show off. 500 yards is 500 yards. Now, with that being said... Yeah, I'm out of um, my mind. I thought I they liked, played well and they yeah. got 30 points and 500 yards. I, yeah. I get it. Well, I mean, it, it was like 489, but I'm just going to call it 500 yards. I'm going to round up because I'm, I'm, I'm in a generous mood for everybody, okay? <laughs> so, with that being said, though... I, I would round that to 400 since yeah. I played play play football. <laughs> Listen, though, well, with that being said, I mean... I don't want to come in here and be Mr. Negative the whole time. Now, it's pretty easy to do with the performance yesterday. But like you said, I thought Smoot played a heck of a game. And he had to, right? He had to step up because of Josh Allen's absence. Um, I thought Sydney Jones played a heck of a game, right? Talking about those turnovers. Like, w- w- the Jaguars defense, they, they need more of those. So I thought Jones did um, a heck of a job. But those moments were, in my mind, a little few and far between. Yeah. Right? Because if you look at the overall high of what transpired yesterday, it was a lot more bad than it was good. Now there was a couple of bright spots here, there, there. Um, you know, I thought Chase on. Obviously, it was, it was a big role for him yesterday as well. He showed some promise. I saw right. forty-five more than I've ever seen yeah. so far in a championship. But, but now, once again, what are we talking about? We're, we're talking about just missing like a split second away from maybe having two sacks yesterday. Yeah. You know, and it's it's literally a game of inches, the most cliche thing in sports, but it's the truth. And it's a game of seconds, and literally, once again, I, I saw I saw edge rushers come just fractions of a second away from maybe causing a turnover having a big day and instead there were first downs there are touchdowns and things of that nature so overall it, it, it was more bad than good i think josh jones getting ejected kind of um you know through that defense a little bit for a tizzy if you will um I don't, I'll be honest with you. We're going to get to that. Okay, we'll get to that later. Okay, so we'll save that. We'll save it. We're going to side up against that. up br- I just looked at the clock.
0: We can't okay. get to that topic okay. quick uh, in this short amount of time.
1: Okay, so we'll, we're going to side that a little bit. Um, but overall, it's still the interior Brent... You know, it's the interior pass. And Ryan made a
0: play, and so well, therefore he made one play, and I feel like he played Brent, well, but Brent, I know.
1: Well, hey, Brent, this is this is, this is is the fifth game now. I understand. And we're saying one play.
0: I understand. So, so let's go ahead and taper our expectations a little bit. Well, no, that's the problem. My expectations are so <laughs> damn low for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that 30 points, 500 yards, and I'm sitting here saying they played okay. <laughs> Some no kind of game. rainbow's maybe bringing it back. Yeah. I, I, I just do think you have to understand the flow of the game. Yeah. They The Jags' offense takes the ball. They don't get anything. Jags stop Deshaun Watson on defense. Again, I didn't think Watson was crazy good, and he ends up with 350 yards. Made a couple of really good throws, but it wasn't like, wow, look at Deshaun, you know? Yeah. Last year in London, it was, wow, look at Deshaun, mm-hmm. and he only scored 26 points in that game. Yeah. But I just thought the flow of the game, they had a chance, and they did. They should have been up 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Yeah. They were still in at 13-7 going in for the go-ahead score. I mean, they left nine points off the board, so like i thought their defense gave their for the first time this year gave their offense a chance to win the game that's kind of why i feel like they played okay
1: listen i hear where you're coming from but at the end of the day i look at it like this you you gave up too many like there's too many mental mistakes right it's one thing if brandon cooks beat you deep or i understand that. he he's he's a he's a speed route runner sometimes you just get beat you're inexperienced and he did the secondary any good he he right? but like we got plays like the fouls play we got plays like the david johnson runs yeah. like the, like uh, you can't accept that. You can't accept the mental errors. You can't accept guys not being in the right spot making plays. That's unacceptable in my eyes. I'm not lowering my standards. Damn it! Sounds like you did. I kind of sounds President like Tame I did. And Brian, hey, <laughs> Tatum
0: hey. and Brian, welcome back, man. Josh Jones, I don't get it, man. I don't understand it. I'm gonna complain a little bit when we come back about that. I, you got to educate me because I don't understand why you got ejected. Next on ESPN six ninety.